I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. Welcome back to the podcast. I guess if it is morning for you, it's definitely morning for us. We're so happy to be with you. I'm Kay Janes, and this is Shauna Watson, and this is the podcast, Your Adult Child, How to Raise Your Kids So You Don't Have to Raise Your Grandkids. Um, Today's episode is one that I didn't give Shauna a lot of time to prepare for because I wanted to see natural reactions, even though in my head it's super clear what I want to talk about, but I left you hanging. You did. Yes. Just like the picture we just took for our Facebook page, which we just put up, um, we have a Facebook page, Parenting Your Adult Child, and if you've ever wondered what a podcast at 6.30 in the morning looks like, or you've ever wondered what Shauna and I look like, you can now find a picture of that, thanks to John. He's so mean. On our face. Like, literally, roll out of bed, come here. Hey, we're going to take a picture. You're not in your pajamas this time, so, <laughs> so that's good. All right. Well, I do you remember the text I sent you last night when you said, hey, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. What did it say? What was it? It's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret <laughs> for something that most parents run into. The secret to always making the hard right choice with your child. Oh, there we go. Good. So we're going we're gonna to get into that by me asking you a question I gave you a little preparation for. As a parent, what do you experience or feel when you have a kid that is not choosing well, is making poor choices. What has that been like for you as a parent over the years? What do you feel? What do you experience? Oh, for sure the first thing is fear. Like mm. that comes almost like a tidal wave. Like really, I feel like that one's first. And then when that starts to settle or you start to really notice, then I feel like right on its heels is blame. Blame mm. of myself. Maybe you want to blame your spouse. Blame. You start to kind of turn around and, or look outward to, yeah. to blame somebody. Um but then, then we started the podcast, and so I, I really haven't had much time to think about. But the first was fear, yeah, for sure. Which I, I think that's the, I think that's for most people, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of us handle fear differently. You just explained one way that you handle fear, right? And when it comes to your kid, it's like, okay, who can I blame? Even if it's yourself, <laughs> right? So, and, or control. That's yeah, my other or favorite. Contro- that's oh, my. Oh, good. I'm glad you said that because that that's a major. So that leads into my next question, right? And that is, what are the most common reactions parents make in these moments to correct this or to correct their child? What are the most common reactions? And those of you who are listening, I want to think about. I want you to think about what are your reactions. In other words, what you know, what do you do next after you felt the fear, and then what do you do next? Well, so how do you try to fix your kids when they're not making right choices? Yeah, I'll go into fix-it mode or control. What can I, uh, for sure, um, I will over-preach, over-teach, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What else? This is just me. I'm trying to think of other things that no, parents good. that have been sitting in my office might do. I raise my voice and scare everyone. Oh, yeah, I don't that's do that. That's my form of that's control, your, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like that's how I control, mm-hmm. right? It's rawr, I get big and loud and... Some people withdraw. Yeah, some parents absolutely draw back. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was funny last night. My little, my three little ones, when they start playing, they're in a different planet, right? So when I say, "Hey, can you guys clean up?" they don't hear a thing I'm saying. So by the third time I say it, it's like not quiet. And last night I got after him, and my little boy Jack just stared at me like, "What's going on?" And and my eight year old looks over and she goes, "Jack, you don't want to mess with dad." <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a weird satisfaction to that. But I was also like, is that right? Like, right. she might. <laughs> she was smiling when she said it, so I guess it's okay. So it wasn't fear, but but no, you're right. I think people withdraw, people overreact in in their different ways. Lecture, try to really. I be. I've become more like you. Become a big bear. I would say I would become like a pesky little mosquito. Yeah. Nag, nag, nag. Yeah. 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 Um, one I want to bring up that I keep seeing is one that really good parents do all the time, but it doesn't work at all. Okay. Let's hear it. It is. I'm gonna give my kids something to do. Oh yeah, I right? do that one. Because that'll that one. that'll get them out of the <laughs> hole. Like I'm gonna give them something to do, and then they'll feel confident. I'm gonna, and that could even be I'm gonna make a play date for them. I'm gonna. I'm going to create action in them, a to-do, mm-hmm. right? When you tried to do that, what reaction have you gotten from your kids? Well, and maybe we can talk about this, but I'm actually thinking of two different directions yep. that it can go, or two it, different it, things. It yeah. does, yes. Um, one, which is what I think you're kind of digging into, is, um, wait, what was the question? What do you, well, what, and, and what's the reaction been to your, your, of your kids when you try to, Give them something to do to help them be better. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, no, I, I'm having like a waterfall of thoughts in my brain. So sorry, you guys are do you hearing what happens. Yeah, yeah, no. Because I, I, when you said two, I know you. Because sometimes, uh-huh. especially if you have good kids, sometimes it works. Uh-huh. Right? Have yeah. you had times where you're like, yes. hey, come help me with this? And they do it. My, my kids too. Like, uh-huh. they help and everything changes and they're better. Uh-huh. Right? What's the other kind of reactions? That makes it worse. Absolutely. And and these, if if you're a parent and your kid's in a bad place and it's a young adult in a bad place, it's very rare that inviting them to do something fixes it. When a young adult's in a bad place and they're an adult, it usually, this does not work, right? Because you know what else I see parents do? They're like, hey, come work with me. Well, part of the problem sometimes is you and the kid aren't getting along and going to work with you doesn't make it better. Right. It, it just, it doesn't, cause I've, I was talking to some parents and I, I gotta be careful because it's not just some, it's actually most of the parents I've talked about. I'll see this, especially with a dad, right? Dad says, Hey, come work with me. And the dad's like, all right, this will help. But anybody who's ever worked with their dad before, especially if you're a boy, dad's not nicer at work. Talking like work, even if it's mowing the lawn, even if it's, it's like, go out and do an action with me, right? If a dad says, hey, let's go to a ball game and do something together, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, let's get them to do something hard so that they snap out of this, right? Like the, they don't feel good. So, and you know, I said at the beginning of this, good parents will do this all the time because good parents are good people and good people know that hard work pays off. Right. Right. Good people know that doing hard things and doing the right thing leads to better results. And so we jump right to that for our kids. And I guess the point I want to make today, and I've probably made this kind of confusing, but I think to clarify it, here's what it is. Don't jump what your kid's thinking and feeling and go straight to action you always think, and then you feel, and then you act, mm-hmm. right? You got to be very careful that you don't jump, think, and feel, and go straight into act when you have a kid that's struggling, right? 
What needs to happen very first is you need to find out what your kid is thinking. What's going on in their head? And how do you do that? It's awesome because you said the opposite a minute ago. When our kids are worried, we start to teach. You mm-hmm. do not find out what a kid is thinking when you're teaching <laughs> or telling or nagging. So how do you find out what a kid thinks? Well, you ask, but some question, I mean, or some, obviously you get in a curious place. And we've talked about that on another yep. podcast, but yep. you get in a curious place and you ask questions. Um, and then when they answer, and some parents are like, well, my kids won't say anything. Well, the reason they don't say anything, because in the past when they had said something, you plowed through them. Or you lectured them, or you tried to teach them, right? So here's the secret, and this is what I'm really bad at this. So this is really good for me. Whatever they share, when they share, you say, thank you for sharing. Is there anything else? And you just listen, and you don't give any advice. You don't say anything. You just say, is there anything else? And then whatever they share, you say, thank you for sharing, and you don't add anything to it and then the kid is heard and the kid is safe now if you've never done this before guess what your kid's going to do when you try this well they're not going to trust it's like the dog that they yeah it's like a dog has been smacked right he's not going to come take food out of your hand because you smacked it before they're not going to trust you at first but if you do it enough you do it consistently they will start to trust And they'll, but then guess what they'll do too? They'll start to test, right? And they'll say, "Uh, do you have anything to say, mom? Because they're so used to hearing what we have to say that they'll go, oh yeah, I can tell there's a lot of water behind that dam that wants to break right now. (laughs) And they'll tell you things that normally you would lecture them on and then they'll watch. And you have to hold your ground and not say anything. You don't say anything. And you know how long you don't say anything until you've had a bunch of these conversations where your kid feels safe and heard, which we always talk about. And once your kid feels safe and heard, at some point, they're going to genuinely say, Mom, what do you think I should do? Okay. Now, most parents at this point would be like, Hallelujah, here it is. Now I get to teach. But you know what? It's still not the right time. So instead right there, what you say is, Sweetie, what do you think you should do? And then you listen some more. Because I don't know if you've had this experience. If you guys ever had a kid, if you've ever tried this when your kid's done something they're not supposed to, and you let them help come up with the punishment. Now, if your kid's really clever and sneaky and he's a turd, like, he'll come up with a really garbage punishment. Be like, you know, I should eat some chocolate ice cream. You know, I, I, you're right. I'm in trouble. I should go finish off the ice cream and go to bed. But a lot of kids will do what when they get the chance to come up with the punishment? It's harder. Yeah. Especially when they feel it, right? Like when they're like, man, they'll come up with it. Well, guess what else I've learned? Kids will also come up with really great solutions when they have a problem. They're just never given that like space to do it, right? Because they always have all these adults telling them what to fix and what's wrong. And so they're not really given the chance to do it. But when they are, it's really amazing because when they're now in that space and it's about them and they're safe and heard, it's crazy the inspiration they'll get on their own behalf. And they'll come up with amazing solutions. And then when they do, guess what our job is? It's really simple. Just support it. Like, wow, that sounds like a great idea. How can I help you follow through on that? What role do you want me to play in that solution that you came up with? 
Yes, it's all such good information. I'm sitting here thinking, and I've been quiet because I'm like, I feel like so often, yes, as parents, we do jump to the action, and then then we miss, we miss that, we miss them, we miss the opportunity to find everything that you just described, yeah. right? However, I also think there is a place because I don't want the listeners to think parents. Um, I don't even know what you would call it, but I've been thinking about this yeah. a ton and praying over this and and trying to get some answers here. When do you step in? Because it doesn't feel right to me as a parent to be completely just like, well, whatever happens, you got to figure it out, like all of that. Like there, But the principles are there. I don't know that over the years I have learned that when we, God will give us ideas and actually things to get them involved in and do that do help change their hearts. So there is a piece, and I don't even know if I can explain this very well, but I don't want the listeners to hear this and think, okay, all hands off. I'm just here when they come to talk to me. And I'm I love here. your reaction to this because that means you don't understand it. I'm going to be really nice. No. Because the I'm... fact <laughs> that you think that this is hands off makes me want to laugh because this is the most effective way to be hands on that there is. And I had other parents have this exact same reaction. So this is great because I've got to figure out why this information is received and thought of as hands off. Well, and it's probably just sense? because of where I'm at uh-huh. and trying to figure out because I have kids that are already adults, kids that are transitioning, yeah. you know, like, and so yeah. I've been trying to figure out what is my place, what is my, because I'll give you an example. When my kids were younger, so it's easy when they're young for me yeah. to, to wrap your head around it. Yeah. But I can remember one time my daughter was, I don't even remember what she did, but she was a snot to her cousin, yeah. right? Yeah. She was just mean and she was kind of going through this phase where she was starting to do this. And I was like, enough. Right. I said, I'm not going to have this. And I knew I kind of had to go like make an impact. And so I just created a thing. I don't even know if this is a good example, but this is what was popping in my mind. And she had to go literally do, I knew she needed some physical labor. I knew she needed to be serving and reaching out and being kind and getting outside of herself. I knew those things were going to be good for her. Right. And so I wrote these all down. I sat down with her and then she went and did them. And then what happened after like she's that was so long ago, and she's thanked me like that made a big impact. Yeah. Now you because, know what the difference was between that scenario. In that scenario, you saw what was going on. Was you did that solution come from a place of fear or clarity? It was clarity. That's the difference. Okay. okay. And that will help a ton. I agree because I'm the same. I, I've a hundred percent. You'll get promptings and ideas and things that your kid needs to do this right now because of those kind of scenarios. Uh-huh. But the point is, those are not from a place of fear. Right. Like okay. you, you weren't worried there, were you? It was clear. It was like, uh-uh. Th- this is clear. I know exactly what needs to be done. I'm going to... And what you don't realize is I, you effectively invited your kid to act. Uh-huh. And it wasn't from a place of fear. What I'm talking about is the when a parent... of And maybe you felt this more with your young adults. When that fear kicks in and then you have some kind of reactionary action you want done. Does that yes, make sense? Can you think of one of those? completely different. Oh, a million. Yeah, like I'm so, trying to think of an example. Yeah. Because those are like. Those are, and those are, that's how you'll know actually the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you can tell if you're afraid or if you have clarity. Mm-hmm. Now, when your daughter was being a brat, you might have had a moment of like, oh my gosh, she's being mean to her cousin. You know, like a little oh, bit yeah, of it fear. Was little. Yeah, it was little fear. But then it was mm-hmm. like, no, this is just clear. Which is very different in those moments when we're horrified, when we have no idea what to do. So the only thing that comes out is a reaction. And it's 100% based on worry and fear. 
Yes. Is that helpful? And that's... Well, almost. I could, yeah. I mean, no, for sure. Yeah. And then I'm trying to fast forward to my life now and even thinking... Um, because I do think that when we're in that fear place and we, we go into problem-solving mode to fix our kids, yeah. and that can be <laughs> done right and if we're in the right place. Like, it would, you'd have to get to a totally different place and your, your, your frame, your, the frame of mind would totally shift. Because well, you wouldn't be like, what, my kid's broken and there's nothing wrong. That's right. Um, well, and by the way, this is what will get you in that space. That's what I'm saying is by listening to your kid... Because think about this process. You're scared. You're pissed. You're worried. Your kid's doing something really stupid. Mm-hmm. And you just listen with the intent to find out what are they thinking that's leading to their feelings, right? Like, that's what you're trying to find out, by the way, when you ask these questions. Like, hey, tell me what's going on in your thoughts. Yeah. Right? And what kind of feelings is that producing in you? And I, by the way, I've never ran into a kid, even in the worst place, who's just like, I don't want to. When you say, hey, tell me what your thoughts are, and they can tell you're curious, you know how bad they want to share that? Which, by the way, I have learned and I have been taught there are two types of kids. There are sharers and there are non-sharers. Mm-hmm. And the sharers, it's easy. Yep. Ta- and I have both. 50-50. And they will talk to you. It is as simple as asking a yep. few questions and bam. And then the others that are non-sharers, it, fe- it feels impossible and it feels really hopeless. And I consider myself a very safe, easy person to talk to. Kids of all, yeah. like they talk to yeah. me. And I'm like, what is wrong that I can't get my own kids to talk to me? You know, and... And with those kids, you bond, you bond, you bond, you go do things together. You, you don't always, um, try to talk about whatever the problem is or what's bothering them or anything like that. And eventually I have seen, you'll get like a little yes. tiny nugget and you're like, Oh, and you're tempted to like jump all over that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's talking to me, yeah. he's talking to me, whatever. Yeah, and, I better ask everything I want to ask. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's an opening yeah. jam in, jam yeah. in there and try to get it. <laughs> By the way, I hope everyone heard what you just said, because that is the key, by the way, with your non-sharers. It's called building relationships of trust, right? Like you, 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 you do things with them. You, you bond in whatever way they like to bond. You spend quality time and that's, you're right. And that's where you go back to your like, thank you for sharing. Yes. Tell me more. What did you say? How did you say it? Yeah, you say, first of all, you say, is there anything oh, is else? Is there anything else? Yeah. I really like that yeah. is line. Is there anything else? Because if they say no, you have to respect that. Yeah. You know, and because my tendency is to push, push, yeah. push. Are you sure? And, Are and, you sure? There's and so, else? but it's good. I can increase that. I've increased my capacity to just hold. Like, mm-hmm. that's enough. That's all he's going to give me. Or she's not going to give me anymore right now. Or And to trust that and to not push. I and And so I think that's... So I need, I think that's really important to distinguish that, but I, I need, I still need to go back to what we were talking about for you to bring some clarity or for us, yeah. maybe I'll bring you clarity. Well, let's, <laughs> Just kidding. let's make it happen. So, cause I do think I don't, my fear is right. Cause you speak in absolutes, which is absolutely needed. That was a weird sentence anyway. Um, and I think sometimes people can take it in a way and then they, I don't know. I just don't, I want there to be more clarity around when you do, because it isn't an all, okay, so that, this will be my question. Now you just all got a peek into my brain of how I get to what I'm asking. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what is the difference then? So you said when I, that example with my daughter and I had all this clarity and it feels totally different, you know, like I know. Yeah. It, what does that look like then for a young adult? When it's clear? 
Yeah, like when do you it looks when like, do you make the paper quote it, unquote that yeah. says, "Hey, you need to go serve. You need yeah. to do this. We're gonna get you involved in this." When it feels the exact same as it did with your kid. Okay, that's that's the crazy thing about this. It is actually that simple and it's that clear. But you know what's interesting is you'll have more moments of those clarity when you're in a good space. If you're not in a good space as a parent, it's never clear because you're foggy. Yep. You're fuzzy. Your intentions are off. Yeah. Just in summary for today, um, if you have a kid and if you have a kid that's really struggling and whether they share normally or not, ask yourself if you're creating a space where they can share without being lectured, if they can share without being taught or corrected, or when they come up with a solution, are you supporting it? Or are you coming up with a better solution? Okay. Notice those things when you talk to your kids. If you've never done this before, what I invite you to do between now and Thanksgiving is ask what's going on when they share, say, is there anything else when they're done sharing, say, thank you for sharing. And then don't say anything back and do that between now and Thanksgiving. Okay. We're, if it's about to change your holidays, right? If you can do that between now and Thanksgiving, you're going to be floored at what's going to happen in your home and in your heart and in the heart of your family member. So until next time, Remember, the only way you fail is if you quit trying. You're doing a great job. And if you're doing your best to apply these things, we hope you and we believe that you're getting results that are helping you connect better with your with your child. Again, if you have any questions or ideas, you can reach out to us at 435-868-8391. Or you can reach out. We just adjusted the email, and this is a big deal. So it's still admissions, but it's admissions at irongatetherapy.com. That's the email that we've changed so that everything's lined up. So admissions at irongatetherapy.com if you have any recommendations or questions. So until next time, we'll see you then.